1: Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk Magazine is now available! Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information.
2: Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast on this most glorious of Rusev days. I am Oli Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Yes! 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 Hello SWAFT Nation, and a hello
1: to you Oliver Davis, a very sweaty and stinky Oliver Davis. How the devil are
2: you? I'm doing great because, earth shattering news, Uh, it's time for the egg spoon.
1: Oh wow, we're doing yes, spoons now. Yeah, we're Breaking. going straight into I mean,
2: what else would we start with? Well, okay, I mean let's every podcast is someone's yeah. first podcast. And, yeah, they're just gonna dive into the spoons to catch you up. We are going through every spoon in existence to just appreciate how many different types of spoon there are out there. And I can't think of a better way to kick off this podcast, uh, because I'm gonna do the joke where well not much else has happened, has it? <laughs> Yep, yeah, there has lots of stuff has happened. Although we we've you had a bonus episode yesterday
1: with the review mm. of Ultimate Deletion, and then today we've got I egg know, spoons, egg spoons, and lots of Daniel Bryan chat. Yeah, do you want to talk about egg spoon first?
2: Yeah, so this is mainly used for eating boiled eggs. The spoon has a shorter handle and a bit of a bowl on the actual. I don't know. Well, the whole thing's the spoon part, I suppose. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The head part of the spoon. Uh Uh-huh. That's a bit more bowl-like with a pointed tip. Uh, And often a more rounded bowl than a teaspoon. These, of course, are to puncture the egg, to smash the top of the the, the soft-boiled egg. So you can scoop out the innards and probably dip in some little toasty soldiers. I was going to say, are you a uh, a hard or soft man? I'm a soft man. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a boiled egg. I love eggs. I, they're probably my most favourite... I have... This is going to... This might be... Some people might be like, okay, wow, he really likes eggs. Other people are going to be outraged and start saying, you you have too many eggs, it's going to be a health problem. I have three eggs a day, at Whoa, least. Whoa! A day! <laughs> yes. Man,
1: that's like... Yokozuna, Yokozuna used to have like... Uh, I think he used to have 12 eggs a day. Mm.
2: So you are a, a quarter... You are a quarter of is that a quarter? I'm a Yoko quarter, uh, as yeah, there's a quarter. Yeah, it's a quarter. You're a
1: are you eat the a quarter of
2: what Yokozuna consumed. Mm. Yokozuna was a large man. Yes, but Bret Hart always said he was one of his favourite people to wrestle because he just he moved around like a like a blanket. Like he was really, really light and yeah, just Billowy. the way he carried himself. Yeah. Uh so yeah, three eggs. Yeah. Three, I mean, I was having two, but then the uh, the, the, all the sort of food guidelines were like, we've given eggs a bad rap over the years because it's not dangerous in the slightest. It lowers the, it, it raises the good kind of cholesterol. Mm, well. Both uh, both types of cholesterol were lumped in as one bad thing, but actually, that's you need cholesterol to do everything. Well, how do you take your eggs in the morning? Mm, well, uh, the the easiest way and for for speed, every, from Monday to Friday, I'm a scrambled egg man. Oh boy! At the weekend, I go to town. Mm-hmm. I'm talking poached eggs, pretty much. Just <laughs> <laughs> they're hard. They're hard to do. Oh, I'm
1: I'm pretty wicked at a poached egg. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. My well, dad Anna taught me like. A, my... <laughs> well, because you can't cook anything. Yes. Yeah. My uh my dad taught me a good technique for for poached eggs. It's the vinegar trick. Uh, yes, and creating the whirlpool and, mm. and things like that. So I Poached eggs are my uh, choice as well. That's how I like oh, my so eggs. Good. And when I was very hungover on Sunday, because I had one too many dances uh, at my friend's wedding, the cooked breakfast that I got in the morning, it was the eggs that actually did me in.
2: Oh, really? It that was, was
1: the, the bit too far? I think that was almost the bit too far. I was like the bacon i think was fine the beans were certainly fine the toast was was great yeah you got to soon- absorb the dances but as soon as i had a little bit of egg that was mm. that was game over man like and i couldn't really Did touch you have
2: that last well, Do no, you don't think it was the went- cumulative effect no no
1: no because like i was having bits and pieces like right. i i don't eat my breakfast individually i eat my breakfast all
2: in one go mm. um you my- don't you don't that's what I used to be like as a kid. I was very particular. My mum was, was very afraid that I had some form of condition. <laughs> and uh, I would eat each part of my dinner and then move on to the next yep. part. Uh, well, I mean, I don't
1: think there's anything particularly wrong with that. Like my, I mean, my wife doesn't particularly do that, but she does like to save certain bits for the end. Oh, yeah. You've like, got to save I the best I, mouthful. I think that's yeah. very much a smart move. But she, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, she doesn't like beans on her plate. She doesn't like beans touching things. What?
2: But that's what they're there
1: for. The
2: beautiful beanie sauce.
1: Making everything a little bit soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for dipping. Well, when she stayed at my, um, well, it's back at my parents' house, I suppose, and I made her a cooked breakfast in the morning. Uh And, like, I just, I have beans, just scoop them everywhere. You know, try and make them a little pile, but just get up everywhere. And I went to do that. She literally leapt across the kitchen going like, whoa! And then she created, like, a little reservoir, uh, like, using sausages as a blocker. To for the beans to go in because she had sound. Doesn't want them touching eggs. Doesn't want them touching this before she was vegan. Obviously, she doesn't want them touching anything else that's on the plate because, in her words, I want it to be my choice. Wow, that is a weird level of control. It's the same thing with gravy. It's why she doesn't like gravy that much because gravy just gets everywhere. And she mm. wants to. She uh, once told me that her ideal way of having gravy is in a spritz can. So you can just like Spray do a, it. Yeah, you can just do like a little dusting of of uh, good gravy. Uh, she just wants to do like a little dusting of gravy, as opposed to just like me, just lashing to gravy mm. over everything. I once, when I was in my mid twenties, used to plan my meals around gravy. Basically, was like, well, what can I have with gravy today? Because
2: I I bloody <laughs> love gravy. I what and a can of Stella. If these <laughs> stories in the podcast later are to be believed, you. You opened up and you. So I don't. I think you've mentioned this in passing before, mm. but maybe never so uh, with with such a definitive example. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm shocked that you used to be this person. I know. Yeah, it was a very different side of me. It was. Um, uh, what age are we talking? Twenty to. Uh,
1: d- yeah, tw- uh, nineteen through to about twenty-two, mm. maybe, maybe
2: twenty-three. When John Cena was on top. So, <laughs> do you think that was? It was the just. It was, just the,
1: it was the anger of John Cena being so on top. Just six made me able...
2: to oh night. It is. It's par- It's uh, well. No,
1: twenty nineteen. So that's um, two thousand four. Oh okay. Yeah, two thousand four was when I was nineteen um so yeah it was basically like my later uni years mm. and then when you sort of get out of university and you think that you know <laughs> everything you think you're the bee's knees because you've got a degree uh got a two two in uh, a proper mickey mouse degree nice. so you just think that you're a bit art so yeah i used to I'd get into scraps and I used to think that i was um Hard nuts, but um, I, I really wasn't, so I used to you know, just get punched a lot, really. Wow. Yeah. Was, was, there were dark days. Dark, yeah. dark days, yeah. I'm not, I'm not overly proud of them, in mm. all, honestly. I'm, I'm hoping that when I talk about this on the podcast, it doesn't come across like a braggart thing. No, no. No. I mean, imagine everyone's going to comment, like, I can't believe how you would get into a fight, because look at you. Like, look at the size of you. You're yes. a very thin man. But this is why I never won fights. Mm. It's very, very important to clarify. I never won
2: them. Uh, So we've got some correspondence here. Uh,
1: Yes, so this first one from uh, Spiv Mayer, um, uh, probably not his actual name. Spiv Major? No, I said it was Spiv Mayer, to be honest. Um, but this is in regards to uh, getting back into wrestling uh, Hello Luke mm. and Ollie. My path back to wrestling has been Morpheus along by WrestleTalk <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the YouTube channel and every Wrestle Ramble podcast I went dark on WWE and WCW 1998 I was only 13 or so I love Bret Hart Razor Ramon Mankind Scotty 2 Hotty New Age Outlaws Rock the Dwayne Johnson and the greatest of all time of whoopass himself Steve Austin Nothing was more amazing than to see Stone do that waddle of a walk down the ramp to hand out stunners to Vinnie Mac and anything like Oprah hands out cars to write off on taxes. (laughs) You get a stunner and you get a stunner. Everyone gets a stunner. The 90s were such a better time, but I digress. From Stone Cold chugging beers in 98 until WrestleMania 31, I hadn't seen, heard, looked for, or paid attention to anything wrestling. Over the years I grew up, started working and became a dad. My son came home running I'll try that again. My son came running home from school one day, spring uh, day, asking me with nothing less than pure excitement in his eyes, Dad, what's WrestleMania? Mm. He and I had been into MMA and UFC, and a kid in his class told him of Brock Lesnar fighting Roman Reigns. (sighs) Like I said, was on the dark of WWE and wrestling in general. But I told him what I knew and remembered and decided to have a bonding afternoon of both our first time seeing a Wrestlemania. I grew up poor and was never had the ability to order the pay-per-views. I figured, hey, I'm a dad now. I'm in charge of the cash flow. I'm ordering the hmm. darn pay-per-view. Best decision ever. Ever That afternoon of watching my son's face light up on fire when Seth Rollins caught oh. one of the top two RKOs of all time, and it ain't number two, and Brock and Roman, the nostalgia I cored with Sting vs Triple H, it got me. I jumped back in headfirst with my son. Uh, we even discovered that a personal friend of mine is literally Jimmy and Jay is his little no. brother. Uh, I had gotten to the point where my work schedule had me following WWE through the YouTube highlight clips and after a week of watching it that way Wrestle Talk popped up in my suggestions yay for me come on algorithms I always uh, I had always an only knew WWE I have found New Japan through the suggestion of this channel I have learned of ROH because of this channel my path to a to a world of wrestling I never knew existed has been ushered by Ollie and Luke. and for that I'm going
2: to support Wrestle Talk. Well, great email there. From that is uh, that is fantastic, and that's um, what a if if that's what you grew up on, and and weirdly the way he singles out Scotty Too Hardy <laughs> and all the you know Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, <laughs> the all time greats, Mankind, Rock, and Scotty Too Hardy. <laughs> and I love Scotty Too Hardy, but uh, sort of stood out a bit there. And uh so if you grew up on that in the nineties. And then you watch WrestleMania 31 with that Sting Triple H match. It's it's like, hey, come back in. That's what it was this, designed this, to do. Yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. What a what a wonderful coincidence. And if you've got the UFC connection as well with Brock, um, and you have that ending as well with Seth cashing yeah. in Money in the Bank. What a yeah. great Mania that was. Mm, it was very good. Oh, that's really nice. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we could help you. Open up your wrestling world. Yes, but uh, I should we? It... Well, I, I wonder if his son has stuck around. Oh yeah, because yeah, I... let us know. Yeah, Spiv Major.
1: I think he sort of Spiv he's... Major. I think he he sort of does um, say that his son has, uh, but it's never clarified. I wonder. Mm. I... I wonder who his son's favorite wrestler or who his favorite wrestler is now. Wonder, Ollie.
2: Should we get on with the show? I walked in this morning into the studio. We haven't spoken a great deal since the announcement last night and SmackDown last night, and I was just. I was a beam. I was a beam with smiles. I feel like, I feel so excited and happy.
1: Your exact words were, I am filled with childlike glee. And I turned to you and I said, I feel the exact mm. same thing. Boy, howdy. was like last night I was playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. I nearly stopped the game. I nearly mm, said like, guys. That's
2: how big this was. I was like,
1: guys, we need to stop this. Yeah. A, because I thought I might need to make a video because I knew you were at CrossFit. So I was like, guys, we may need to stop here. Also, this I is. I do CrossFit. That's, that's a, yeah <laughs> yeah just to point that out yeah i was like we may need to i may need to do something here also my this is just almost too exciting and then this morning when i was watching smackdown live man i was just got a bit emotional yes. i got a bit a bit of a tear in my eye during his like the the video at the start <laughs> i didn't cry
2: no 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 not at all not I one mean, bit not one not bit. no no not one bit not at all. One bit
1: because there was a very emotional video package at the start which was like showing his accomplishments but also tinged with the sadness of his retirement mm. and then he came out and he was able to cut that promo and I described it in the, the Smackdown review it's that rare promo in WWE where the guys just get to be themselves and they just get to talk from the heart about how much this sport means to them and how this wacky world of professional wrestling, what it means to their lives and it means to them as a person and like thanking the fans and thanking Bree. He was getting choked up. He was getting teary eyed.
2: Every time you mentioned Brie, there was a,
1: <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. What a, like what a beautiful and emotional return. And mm. then a killer angle at the end of the show, yes. including like I like, when, I mean, I, I know we should go through this in order, but I, just want to talk about those running drop kicks because when he was throwing those running drop kicks i know because we've briefly spoke yeah. about this you wanted to watch them again because you had that
2: uh, moment that like i remember well, that, well that's that's run down because some yeah. people don't actually watch smackdown they, they watch just us yeah so yeah it opened with a video package this was the start of smackdown daniel bryan's and uh, return had been announced previously in the day by wwe.com. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because, like, I, I, I got a lot of flack yesterday for mm. being too negative.
1: I'm doing big air, big air quotes um, on the ultimate deletion thing. The first load of comments I saw on WWE's announcement of it, it was like, oh, and that's it on social media when you do it on TV. Like, that well, to me is being, that, that's nitpicking negativity. Well, I do,
2: you know, that is, that is, uh, if that's your initial response <laughs> <Yeah>. to Daniel <laughs> Bryan being negative. That's what cleared, I mean. Like, that's being negative. That's like. very cynical, but. I do empathize a lot with that viewpoint because this would have been an amazing moment if it just happened and unfolded before our eyes. Or it was at least set up and teased on TV rather than just, here's the here's the announcement. It's like they did the same with Kurt Angle's return. It was just, oh yeah, he's going into the Hall of Fame several hours before Raw. Right? I just, I, and it's, it is a recent trend in WWE and I get it. They want to, this episode of SmackDown. Will presumably do very well in the ratings. Right to WrestleMania, it's going to be up there with with Raw. But you know that that has come at the expense of a moment that we could all find out at the same time. But I don't think we. And I think we did sort of all find out at
1: the same time. And even if you, it was just announced on TV, we all wouldn't have found everyone when he came down to the ring. Everyone was chanting yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because because we all knew, right? But if if we'd have watched it on TV. We all wouldn't have known at the same time because some people watch it on a tape delay. Some
2: people watch it the following but day. The so, but, the fi- first yeah, but the vast majority watch it on first Yeah, but the vast
1: majority would have seen it announced on social media. So we all got to find out but together. Okay, okay. It's, and not,
2: it's not the fact of when people find out. It's that you can use this within a story. It could, it could be part of an angle. It could be a moment. Not a moment shared by everyone when they look at their phone it will be a moment within wrestling continuity but I think we got that moment anyway
1: because we got to have this promo and you wouldn't have been able to have this promo without the announcements without the, the Daniel Bryan is medically cleared and it is very much a business thing WWE are negotiating their new TV deal at the moment so they need ratings bumps to be able to show to other like Fox you know in particular to say like hey look these are the ratings we're currently getting with your wider reach we can get even more eyeballs on this product so you kind of I do need to get these rating bumps in there i thought it was a really a, a smart thing to do and it didn't bother me that it didn't happen on tv and as someone said to me this morning on twitter like well why didn't you just like you could have done the beat down and then revealed next week that he's in the ring?" and my argument was like but if he got beat down then i know he's medically cleared because as soon as you touch daniel bryan mm. as soon as you lay him out somewhere you know that he's medically cleared to wrestle again
2: well you don't you don't do it then you uh you know you, you build up a. The, the sort of Brian Kevin Owen Sami Zayn confrontation throughout the night. And they're going back and forth. And then Brian maybe goes, well, you know, you're going to have this at WrestleMania because I'm medically cleared to return to the ring. Huge moment. Then he runs wild on both of them. And that's how SmackDown goes off the air. Huge cliffhanger. I'm a big fan of cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. I need to tune in next week now. That, to me, you get the moment. You get the huge bump on ratings that would happen the next week because people will tune in to find out. I am... Um, yeah, I I do I you know I don't want to sound down on this because I'm enormously happy Brian's been cleared to return, but I I am down on the fact that it came in a in a website post.
1: No, I can see both sides of the arguments, but I really didn't mind the fact mm. that it was announced online beforehand. It's it's a digital age, you
2: know. People don't find well, things out on TV anymore. We but find we out... should do, but <laughs> we, we should well, do if it's... I don't like like find out Walking Dead spoilers and before they don't announce oh yeah so and so got his head bashed in by negan you better tune in for for that tonight yeah. no it's it's built and it's it happens so as, as you I, watch it on, on as i TV. said
1: i can see both sides of the mm. arguments but i do think that this was a perfectly fine way to do it and it re- like this got me more excited to watch smackdown live than i have been in you know a couple of you know i know i was excited to watch it last week because of the stuff that came out fast lane but this like i woke up this morning full of glee waiting to watch smackdown live and yeah maybe i could have had that next week as well but i've still got that next week as well anyway because i want to see where this storyline is going
2: from there like uh, i think it works both ways i i just remember the days when i was obsessed with lost and i could only watch it week to week and the 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 chats i would have with my friends uh you know what's this mean what's going to happen next week that would last from the the wednesday evening to the next wednesday evening i don't know why you can't make that the same with wrestling. But it is the same way with wrestling. Like what's gonna happen next week? We can we're having a discussion about what could happen yes. next week. We're literally having the discussion you just talked in, about. In in stuff that happens in the show, not stuff that's announced outside the show. I I think this could have been a cliff this was a great cliffhanger moment and they made it The opposite of a cliffhanger moment. It was like the prologue. We got a different cliffhanger moment at the end of the show. Which I think you could have done next week. I'm not going to be any more down on that. We're only three weeks
1: out to WrestleMania. We've got to try and, like, this is a a feud that has now got to try and condense a lot of story into just these three weeks because we've been building it for months, but this factor of it, of him being medically cleared, has only just happened now. So Mm. we've got to try and cram a lot of this in now in the three weeks, so you've got to try and
2: fast-forward through some of it, I guess. Anyway, so Smackdown opens with the video package. It's like the best week
1: ever, and we're arguing.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> we haven't agreed on anything. But we, we both love the fact that it's happened, uh, and... Did you see all the tweets? You know, there were loads of tweets. Yep. Congratulations, Daniel Bryan. Did you see a little I Coldaholic in I there? I saw Kenny as well. Oh, I didn't see Kenny. Yeah, Kenny's. I saw Kenny and Coldaholic in Where there. Well, we... Come on, guys. Come Paul on, guys. Heyman's our bestie now. <laughs> Knucklehead. Uh, and then, like, Bryan gets this huge reaction from the crowd. The, the commentators are standing when he comes out. And that's when... Brian has a wonderful moment Where he, he says I've got to talk about You know Shane McMahon Kevin Owens And uh, Sammy Zayn." And I actually thought For a moment Oh my god He is <laughs> He's just gonna do that And they're, they're like Treating it like it's nothing But then I was swerved I was worked <laughs> He he said, well, you know, they're not here yet, so let's talk about something else. And, of course, he was talking about uh, his him being medically cleared. And, like yeah. you said, just what a promo. Exactly. Well, this, for me, this was a moment. This was the
1: moment that mm. I, I'd wanted to see, was him just cutting this passionate, heartfelt... This wasn't storyline nonsense. This wasn't a work. This wasn't WWE scripted lark. This was just him talking about what this means to him. And I felt that was such a great moment. Because, like... I mentioned it in the SmackDown review, him retiring was a dark day for, oh, yeah. for, so for wrestling sad. fans. It was so sad. Like, I was in tears watching that as well because this was a guy that we have loved on the independent scene. We celebrated when he finally made it mm. to WWE and then we complained because he wasn't getting pushed and because he was getting buried. Nine-second Nine matches. Nine-second matches. And no all this, rumble. Yeah, all this stupid, stupid stuff. And then against all odds... He was in the main event of WrestleMania 30 against the hand Vince McMahon hand-picked Randy Orton and Batista. It was the Vince McMahon handpicked guys versus our guy. Mm. We haven't had a Daniel Bryan since, despite what they might want to try and do with some people, Roman Reigns. Hey, we haven't had our Bryan since, and we may never get a Bryan again. This it was so great to see him back, and just like, and you could tell that it
2: really meant a lot to him. Oh yeah, I loved this as a moment, and he, uh, and he he was sort of teasing. Well, you know, I I will wrestle in a WWE ring again, and then ever like. That the amount of jokes we make about people pointing to the WrestleMania sign, and the whole crowd are just like, "But what a bad <laughs> thing over there!" And they're all pointing in unison, like everyone's doing their best Ronda Rousey impression. <laughs> and I just thought. I don't mind this point. No. And they, <laughs> of all the points, this is and this is great. And
1: chanting WrestleMania. Yes. Like, it's. it was so great. It doesn't
2: even fit into the syllables of the <laughs> chant they were doing. Like, WrestleMania. <laughs> I guess it kind of, sort of does. does. <laughs> if it's it
1: does. just about. Uh, and I've, uh, written, I've literally written, this crowd is
2: incredible. Mm. Like, this crowd was so, so hot for this. Yes. And it was so awesome. And it led throughout the rest of the night. They were yeah. a very good crowd. I mean, they, they had reason to. And uh, that. Brian leads a yes chant at the end. Just you know, that's that's an all-time great WWE moment right there. Just like how his retirement speech was a great WWE moment in in the sort of more memorable way. I don't mean the content of it, but it was a very emotive moment. This this will go down as a, you know one of the all-time bits. And someone pointed out on Reddit, I can't remember who it was, that isn't it interesting that Daniel Bryan was trained by Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels went through a very similar arc In that he was on top of WWE for a period uh, Against the odds of being a small man Working his way up to the top And then he was out with injury Mm -hmm. For a couple of years And when he came back He was even better So... Well, that's the thing, though. It's
1: the, I suppose the question is, are we getting um, part-time Daniel Bryan? Are we just getting him for, like, your SummerSlams, mm. your Survivor Series? Are you, uh, that Kurt Angle role, I suppose, where we just get him for the big four and occasional other pay-per-views, or are we getting, uh, you know, an almost full-time Bryan, where he is wrestling not every week, but almost, you know, wrestling like Shinsuke Nakamura schedules, where you're wrestling every three or four uh, episodes of SmackDown Live. Are we getting him as an active member of the roster?
2: I want him, I think... Well, I want him to be on every episode Of everything <laughs> of everything, but, yeah. but of Smackdown, all the pay per view So he's a consistent weekly character I don't know how they're going to reconcile His general manager role I said Commissioner on the Breaking News video oh. That was annoying But they did, they did it all in one take I it's, didn't like said, it's
1: like you said Battlefield In the I video know. yesterday
2: I was thinking of that song on the battlefield <laughs> A battlefield Oh, I don't know that song it's in years a great song that's a, that's a bit of a tune, Baby, huh? don't bring your armor <laughs> oh, Something to that effect and <laughs> So you better go get your armor That's, that's, that's it That's the, the one And uh, what was I talking
1: about? Um, battlefield, Battlegrounds, uh, Commissioner oh, How, he's <laughs> how gonna... they're going to reconcile Yeah, that's it so Walk yourself backwards
2: I, I think he shouldn't do house shows mm. Maybe the occasional one You know, just to sort of Err bump, on the side of caution, bump ticket sales. Yeah, and and hopefully protect him more. Although you know, by all accounts, he's very very healthy. So, did Dave Meltzer said, look, he has been tested more than any wrestler or fighter in history. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the if anyone, uh, maybe other members of the roster, if they underwent that same testing, they would not be cleared. So it's it's an it's interesting <laughs> cut angle. The whole concussions thing, yeah. So I would like to see him, and then you know maybe in five years' time, then he can go to a part-time status. Mm, where he's be only interesting. Back for the, yeah, the big ones. Um, so talking of what his next match is going to be, they they teased a Dolph Ziggler match. Luke. Mm, yeah. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a match. Talk about you know Dolph Ziggler nearly left, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that thank God they stayed together so they could. I mean, talk about. Taking the hottest
1: act on SmackDown oh, yeah. to put against Daniel Bryan is a potential first feud. Mm. Woof! I mean,
2: there's no one on fire more than Dolph Ziggler right now. Momentum. Momentum. That's what oh, we're talking about it's here. All the momentum. Yeah, you you combine the momentum that <laughs> of the. Uh, the the force that just seems to stop anything in its tracks <laughs> That is Dolph Ziggler we, we like Dolph Ziggler of course But he's been booked terribly
1: yeah, It's, it's uh, not his fault
2: But they had a, a moment backstage where Brian was walking And Ziggler comes up and says Congratulations, I can't wait to beat you And Brian's like, I want to see you try I'm looking forward to a lot more bits like this In, in coming weeks yeah. Because that eventual stare down with Nakamura Or AJ Styles yeah. Or the next time the two general managers Of their respective brands meet my personal dream match, although it's probably way past its sell-by <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle versus Daniel Br- Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan, now both active wrestlers. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was at this point here where, hmm. I s- and he was facing off against Dolph Ziggler, that I was like, man, this may be more than just a big four, hmm. like because I mean, Dolph Ziggler versus Bryan Daniel Bryan isn't exactly a SummerSlam main event, not really, not th- because Dolph Ziggler hasn't got any momentum behind him. You could try and. Uh, fudge some, I suppose, but it was when he was, I was like, man, that really does feel like a B level, like a B show feud. A great
2: backlash match.
1: That's a great backlash match.
2: Absolutely, it's a perfect backlash match. Ah, oh, you know what's going to happen at Backlash though? It's going to be the tag match pair. So it'll be like Brian versus Zayn, Owens versus McMahon. Oh, so I, could go, I could go for that. Yeah, uh, and then this all built up to uh, the, the, the 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 episode's main event, which was like Brian's waiting around for Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens to turn up. And uh, the producer finally says Hey, they're they're here And Brian's up, we'll do this in the ring Brian comes down, everyone's chanting yes And then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come down they are ridiculously happy So happy And they were like We weren't even going to come Because Shane isn't here to beat up So I, I But actually, we heard And we just wanted to come And congratulate you Yeah
1: They actually worked in A storyline reason For them being late Yes Because there's no excuse For you being late uh, For work But they came in And was just like Hey we weren't going to Show mm. up today Because Shane McMahon's <laughs> not an issue anymore But when we heard the news We got the text alert Like everyone else So we had to come Make our way in I was like oh, That's a really clever Storyline way Of you kayfabing The reason and why you weren't backstage at the start of the show.
2: So allowing Daniel to have that promo right at the start. Nice, nice little touch. I think I think that as much as I love this segment, though, uh, and the performances from everyone involved <sighs> oh, were, good were Lord. on fire. Oh man. They like everyone everyone's acting was on point. However, I do think that's where the kayfabe logic ended. Because uh, the, the, they, they played out the narrative of of Brian being like, look, I love you guys. You, you, we all grew up, like started in the business together, and but you've beaten up your boss. You've gone too far. I'm gonna regretfully. I'm gonna have to fire you. And and then Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens were were sad about that, and they shook their hands respectfully. But then they beat him down. So I just with with the last twenty years of uh, SmackDown main event storyline in mind, in you know, the last five months. That didn't make sense to me. Maybe you can explain it. Why he fired them? Well, no, no I can see why they fired them. But why was Brian uh, being regretful? Why were they sort of behaving like they were all in cahoots? You know, like hey, we're, we've always, well, I've always had your back. I've always read the story isn't that they were never in cahoots, but because Brian
1: thinks that, and he said it in this promo. Mm. I think you're two of the best wrestlers in this entire company. you would certainly on the the SmackDown brand. And I don't want to lose you guys. So although they've got the infighting with Shane McMahon, he's trying to play off both sides because he needs to play off his general manager role, but also he's like, well, I want to keep these guys here because they're good for, good for business, I suppose. They're good yeah. for the brand. So that was always the, my reading on the storyline. He was never in cahoots. He was just he didn't like Shane McMahon screwing with them, but he didn't like them screwing with Shane McMahon either. He was just trying to play peacekeeper. Mm. And that was all sort of, you know, fine and dandy. And then it was last week they took it too far because it was like, look, you, Shane gave you what you wanted. He gave you a match at WrestleMania. Fif, no, ten years ago, we were in a bingo hall in front of a hundred people. If someone had said to you, you're going to get a singles match at WrestleMania, we would have jumped at the opportunity. But you didn't jump at the opportunity. You just attacked your boss instead. And that's that's not cool Like
2: that's not how We as wrestlers Kind of conduct ourselves And that's why I have to fire you mm. I just It didn't resonate with me Because mm-hmm. yeah, fair I, You know What Brian's doing there Is so, And it's like Brian's obviously The babyface, uh, But the Regretful firing Should be That the people He's regretfully firing Should be like Baby faces Who have overstepped Their bounds I didn't I get, just in based on the severity of what happened last week with Shane I don't know why he was so sad about you, know, they're, they're, you they're friends they're f- friends lifelong
1: friends if, you know working together for 15 also years also sociopaths well. you know from the last 5 <laughs> months it's like they have yeah.
2: been awful human beings I I don't and uh so but you know everyone performed it well I just thought that the content was a bit That's off. fair enough yeah uh and but then then we had the bit. Finally, twenty minutes in, the bit you wanted to talk about right at the start. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, so they obviously shake their hands,
1: and as you might predict, they then attack Daniel Bryan, and this mm. was almost like it's the first time we're really seeing Bryan taking these bumps. I, I, oh my! Heart well, was I was going to say mouth. it was like when Bret Hart came back in twenty ten or mm. whatever yeah, in twenty ten, and he was doing his his awful feud with Vince McMahon that led to that dreadful WrestleMania match, and. There was a uh, there was a segment he did on Raw at the main event where he was like pulling cables out of the things he was like destroying the the Raw set and things like that and he pulled these cables out and he fell over and I literally I was like oh because you don't want to see like, yeah like any Brett takes a, a stumble like his uh, chance that he's gonna have another concussion or you know have something worse happen to him so like I remember having that feeling but for some reason as soon as Brian took that took the beat down and as soon as he started throwing those drop kicks, all of my worries went away mm. and I was like this man is back this yeah. is the Daniel Bryan that I've been wanting to see for the last two years and it was it, I i loved it I, it, was, it was weird because I should have felt like you did mm. that sense of worry and I'm like oh my god don't be careful I'm a warrior well I, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I get that and I don't think you're wrong <laughs> to be so I was like I should have felt like this too, but I was just I was super excited. So excited! <laughs> so yeah. excited! I had this beaming smile on my face when he was just th- throwing those running drop kicks. Mm. That like he's so good at Full doing. Full on dr- like oh. they did
2: not half-ass this. It no. wasn't like, oh man, we're gonna like ease you in. It was <laughs> no, we're gonna have you take a pop-up power bomb on the on the. Because when they were outside uh, near the end, after. Brian made his comeback. I thought, oh, okay. Uh, what the announcer's table's okay, I guess, because it's actually quite a soft landing. Maybe they've even put some cushions in there for Brian. Like a Shane no. McMahon cushion. Yeah. No. 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 Not the apron. Don't put him on the apron. And then they powerbomb him on the apron, yeah. which is set up to be this really devastating move. It's running a lot of people out of TV. Yeah. They they went for it.
1: Yeah. This really was like a, a not not half assing uh, mm. this return into in ring action, and I absolutely. Effin loved every second of it
2: yeah that brian comeback with the i mean we got the full-on drop kicks in the corner where he was effectively flipping over and the way he fires up yeah. as well i forgot how great oh, he is at oh, firing oh. up oh this uh, was the so German good suplex as well yeah. the yes kicks oh. oh this was awesome but actually well, i just remember one more thing as great as brian was and he he was good grief Kevin oh, Owens
1: yeah I mean I, the pair of them actually I think that Kevin Owens and yeah. Sammy Zane was, but you're right Kevin Owens in particular but I thought Sammy I don't want to take anything away from how good Sammy was <laughs> but the the way he was screaming it was this guttural visceral scream and it was just like you, it's that you make me do this oh, why yeah. are you making me do this the way that Sammy the look on their faces was just this perfect conflicting of I don't want to be doing this but I have to do this I have mm. to make my point point. It was, the, it was just amazing performances from all three guys. And that's uh, all my notes are at the end yeah. of it was just like, this is so good. Everyone is playing their part perfectly. I love conflicted Sami Zayn. He's one of my favorite characters in WWE. Because he, 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 he has this amazing ability to flip the switch from being like this goofy, doing this mm. wacky dancing, his exaggerated dancing, doing his yep movement stuff, to then being like, no, I'm unhinged. And I have to I have to attack you now
2: yeah. It's it's so it's fascinating to watch I I I mean I didn't really notice Sammy I was just transfixed on Brian and Owens and the great thing about those Owens like screams of ah, and it goes back to battlefield battle <laughs> battleground 2016 you know when he's with Sammy he's like why are you making me do this he said the same thing to Shane and Vince last summer yeah you know what why are you making me do this to you and that's it just works so... Like, Kevin Owens knows his character. <clears throat> I'm getting emotional. My <laughs> club's coming up. Uh, like, he knows his character so well, and it is nothing is ever Owens' fault. No. It's always someone else's. So even when he's, like, attacking this guy who's just come back from retirement, why have you done this to me? Yeah, why are you making uh, me attack you? And it's just, like, this selfish, sociopathic... This should queue. have been a happy moment. Yeah, you ruined your moment. Oh, yeah. Like, a- why have you done... No, I just, like... Yeah, I, Kevin Owens was incredible. As yeah. was everyone. Yeah,
1: the Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers versus Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries versus Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information.
2: Hey everyone.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices It's a SmackDown review, Maggle, I love it. We got us a flying Uso!
2: So the rest of SmackDown now, uh, after that initial Daniel Bryan opening promo, we got Nakamura versus Rusev. Yeah, it's a versus Rusev yeah. day. So a fast lane rematch. Yeah,
1: uh, Rusev faced AJ Styles last week, and I had that moment last week where I was like, oh, I ended in a, a non-finish, so maybe they're going to do something with Rusev. No, 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 Nakamura just beat him here, um, clean as a sheet. Although there was some really good stuff in this. I really like these two striking each other. Yeah, um, It's really great stuff. Nakamura is great. Rusev's really good as well. Aiden English was awesome on the outside. Did you see? the uh, little
2: botch with aj oh which oh with the united so states title, yes
1: good work wwe sometimes you mm. just can't get everything right and um but yeah a lot of graphics to run
2: it's amazing (laughs) they don't bill john cena as the bludgeon brothers more
1: yeah well i mean we make mistakes in here all the time but we only have like three graphics that we need to use luke we're just a
2: one man team (laughs) A one man team. these mistakes
1: just happen sometimes it's
2: your fault for rushing us to do these 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 bloody gen z's they they keep
1: rushing us to do stuff and the millennials Um, so AJ was was out there, and it was. I thought it was a decent little match. Although it got really cool by the end of it, actually quite awesome by the end of it. It was a short match, but I, I enjoyed
2: it. It Was a short match, but these do have good chemistry. Yeah, uh, Nakamura and Rusev, and the crowd was so hot after that Brian promo that especially the open and exchange, they were into everything. It was a great bit when Nakamura sort of ducked a few punches and then did his come on, and the crowd erupted with that. And it was really nice to see
1: that because there are a few people who who don't like Nakamura,
2: Mm.
1: he was the more over of the two. Yes. When there were dueling chants, the Nakamura chants was so much louder than the Rusev Day chants. There's one way to look at that, which is like, yay, good, because Mm. your WWE championship contender is more over than someone who isn't. But at the same time, you're like, you remember when you had that really hot act in Rusev Day, but because you keep booking him
2: into the ground, people are now starting to give up on it? So, yeah, there's two ways to look at that. So, at the end of the match, Nakamura is beaten down by Rusev and uh, English, which is similar to what happened the previous week. Yes. Nakamura, uh, so AJ was getting beaten down, but Nakamura made the save. And here, when Nakamura's getting beaten down, AJ's like, ooh, should I step in? He and was Nakamura do- yeah. uh, gets his way out of it anyway. So, uh, and Styles is on commentary here, and he's the United States champion. Yep. So, I guess this is uh, trying to work out that injury
1: I think so as well because he didn't get uh, yeah he didn't get physical uh, in this at all I thought it told quite a nice story though because the story last week was that AJ was being beaten down Mm -hmm. Nakamura took his time getting into the ring sorting his jacket out making sure that he was right then he got into the ring and made the save for AJ Styles this week, Nakamura's been down. AJ's doing the same thing. I'm just going to slowly take off my jacket. I'm just going to take off my tile belt. Could you hold that, please, Corey? By the time he'd done all that, Nakamura was like, no, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. I've, I've, I've sorted this out on my own. Because it's only then... Rusev. <laughs> it's only Rusev and Aiden English. Because yeah. then he can do the posing to AJ stars. Because it's AJ being like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, well, I'll see you at WrestleMania then, I guess. And then you had that wonderful segment with them backstage. I didn't cover this in my SmackDown review because I couldn't really find a way to kind of fit it in in the na- the bigger narrative. Plus, I had all the Daniel Bryan stuff to talk about. I've only got four minutes. And um, I'm on one man team. And he's backstage, and Nakamura was like, oh, by the way, I didn't need your help. Mm. And he goes, oh, in a WrestleMania. And he's just like, oh, I know, you're going to beat me at WrestleMania. And Nakamura, quick as a flash, was like, have more confidence in yourself. <laughs>
2: It was so good Um, Also backstage angle After this we had Asuka and Charlotte Video package and Charlotte Was watching this video package Like a normal human being Sometimes on Smackdown people just watch Mm. things like Regular humans I think it depends on who's Producing that particular segment but Sometimes they get it right and uh, Natalia comes in to say, you know, she could beat Asuka, and that sets up a Natalia Charlotte match for later on. Yep. Baron Corbin beat Ty Dillinger in a very short match, but I, I like both men. I thought they did. I thought everyone the wrestling on the show was pretty much non-existent, apart from the women's match. The, the singles women's match. And yeah, uh specific with that one. Yeah. And the uh but everyone did well with the time they were given. Yeah.
1: I as I said, like I I said this is my SmackDown review and not to kind of give away any any immediate thoughts on the show. But even without all the Daniel Bryan stuff, I thought this was actually a really solid episode of SmackDown. You're right; like people didn't have a lot of time, but they mm. maximised their minutes. And I thought Ty Dillinger and Baron Corbin really maximised their minutes here, with the exception of the the botch on the end of days at, at, at the end yeah. of it. They covered well, though. They covered well. Yeah. They just redid the spot, and and away you go. Yeah. And plus, we have got a, a wild tie spotting on the uh, on the show. So yeah, you know, it's
2: nice to see you still employed.
1: Exactly. You know, sometimes you've got to take them when you get them.
2: It is it is that time of the year. You know, there are a few NXT releases earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania always—you get a, a Black Friday of future endeavors. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I think Ty's safe. But Mike Kanellis, and oh, but he has got the 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 sort of rehab issues. Exactly. So yeah, I'll keep him. I mean, Ty's been there for I think thirty-five years, so I think he'll yeah. be fine at this point. Um, next up we had Natalia beating Charlotte in the best match on the show. Yeah. Because no one else got any time really. I I really like this match. Yeah. I I, it was very good.
1: I thought it was a little bit. Slow and sloppy at the start, but Mm -hmm. they've really found their groove because these two have worked together. Excuse me a lot, and I I think they work together really well. And yeah, they told a really good story in this sort of counter reversal submissions and that sort of stuff. I I actually really
2: enjoyed it. And then we got the the big moment at the end. Well, in the match, particularly the end sequence, there was a. You know, from the from the night, the spinning power bomb from Natalia, and then there was like a brutal spear from Charlotte on the, on the outside, outside. Yeah, and then they're, they're in the figure four, and Natalia's slapping Charlotte. Looked that was over the ring apron superplex, and I was like, this is a good match. And then Carmella attempted a cash in. I was like, oh, this could have been a good match, but you know. Fine, save it for a pay per view. This is fine for a TV match. Carmella runs in. She's about, she does like hand over the briefcase, but the bell's never rung. She turns around. Charlotte knocks her out. Natalia gets the distraction pin. Yeah, we've seen the Carmella run in attempt to cash in
1: almost three or four times now. They've done it Hmm. the exact same way every single time. Um, And it's starting to get a little bit, I don't want to say old and tiresome. But it pretty much just confirms to me that Carmella's cashing it in at either at WrestleMania on the Raw after WrestleMania on ah, uh, Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax. That's the way round it. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't think she's. Ca- I think she's going to be part of the draft, mm. and she's going to be essentially drafted with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and she's going to cash it in on Raw rather than SmackDown.
2: Or she turns up at an indie show and cashes it in for James Ellsworth intergender gender title. Oh, that'd be great. That would be poetic I symmetry. I listened to
1: um, uh, Ellsworth on Jericho's podcast. Mm. I'm quite late to the party on that one because it was a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, that was ages, ago, that was ages yeah. ago, yeah. But it was a really great interview. James Ellsworth comes off so well. He like it. He's a, a s-
2: really nice guy. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, look, I, I cannot see that SmackDown title going anywhere because Asuka's going to beat Charlotte. She'll have to. Mm-hmm. It's a streak. Uh, but then Asuka can't lose her streak to a Carmella Cashin, so how... That means Carmella's losing her Money in the Bank cash in. So yeah, the way round that would be yeah. to draft it to Raw. I,
1: I don't think you'd want the first Women's Money in the Bank holder to cash in and not win
2: because mm. you want to you want to get that over as some, as a way to win the the belts. But um, yeah, you'd also thought you you'd want the first Women's Money in the Bank winner to be a woman, well, not and to... not to name the Women's Battle Royal after Fabulous Moolah. Well, did you not see um, the
1: twenty four uh, episode they did called mm. Empowered, where they essentially just retconned that whole storyline? Where it's like if you watch that documentary, the f- they did one Women's Money in the Bank match, and it was just won by Carmella. They literally spliced together the two finishes to make it look like it's one coherent storyline and they just talk about i won it first i pulled the briefcase down i'm the first Mm. women's money in the bank and we only had one of them and it was me so yeah, I think that is official canon
2: now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really nice how they can just do that kind and make these little corporate videos. Very clever sometimes. Next up, we had Luke Harper beating Jimmy Uso in, a, again, a really fun match for the time they were given. Yep. Uso's had a great promo, as always, oh, beforehand. I've literally written here. F
1: word. They're so
2: good. Mm.
1: I love the Usos coming in promos. Like that, I just give them a promo every single week.
2: That's and what, Yeah, that's what they've been doing. It's it was so was, awesome. And and Big E as well. No new day on the show. Uh, but they, they said, you know, we can beat you at 50%, at 40%, at 30%. And they kept on running it down. You, This is a lockdown. They're just great. Yeah. Uh, then the commercial break. You come back and they're straight into the match. Harper is beating Jimmy. Isn't it? Was Jimmy? It was Jimmy, you see. Rowan tries to get involved. Uh, there was a cool bit where... Jimmy used Harper as sort of elevation to kick Rowan off the apron and then uh, a super kick but Harper kicked out that- and then Harper won with a vicious... Oh, his
1: discus clothesline. Discus clothesline. Man, I've yeah. forgotten how awesome of a
2: finisher that is.
1: Which is pretty weird as well because Natalie used that as just a regular move in the match before mm. and I would have thought if your agents have a chat, mate. Um, but the, the spot when Jey Uso's on the outside and he super kicks Harper through the ropes. Cameron basically missed it because it was so focused on uh, the Rowan stuff on the other side of the ring. But, and I kind of love it because it makes it feel very chaotic. Mm. Um, so Jey Uso hits a super kick on Harper, he stumbles up, and then Jimmy hits a super kick as well. I genuinely thought that was the finish. I genuinely bought into the fact that this was yeah. going to be the Bludgeon Brothers' first loss, and, you know, not as, even as a singles and as, as a pairing.
2: And it was a great kick out, a really mm. great near fall. Yeah, so, and the, but the best bit was after Harper won, like, Jimmy's laying there um, dead, Rowan's in the ring now, and Jay is like, oh my god, quickly drags Jimmy out so the Bludgeon Brothers can't do their usual beatdown stuff. That was a really nice touch at the end. It's,
1: I mean, aside from all the Daniel Bryan stuff, this is still my favourite story Mm. on SmackDown. And
2: then we had... The opposite Which is the United States title <laughs> page. AJ Styles Yeah, yeah <laughs> a, Where was he in it? So And why did Bobby have his belt? So Jinder Mahal comes out Randy wants the champion Oh wow That's how little <laughs> I care about this uh, Sunil's It was Sunil, wasn't it? Yeah Sunil's Mike didn't work at the start of this intro Introducing Jinder Jinder says he's the best Bobby comes out Randy comes out Randy beats up a Singh brother I did like in that it was Randy Orton setting him up to
1: do the RKO, but then Bobby just jumped in to do mm-hmm. the glorious DDT, and then he was sort of like, you know, getting ready because he knew an RKO was coming, but Randy knew a glorious DDT was going to come because it was going to be a reversal. So it's kind of this nice little Mexican standoff thing, which I I, I liked. But it yeah. is it is the blandest feud on SmackDown mm-hmm. Live at the moment, and I'm I oh, would was- note that
2: the next match is. Is that a feud? Is that even a feud? That's what I mean, yeah. Right. Certainly
1: the blandest WrestleMania match, mm. um, which is going to lead me to a bit of a question to ask you. might be a bigger discussion for another time, maybe closer to the time. What do you think is going on the pre-show for Mania? I like, have
2: no idea. I think the Women's Royal Rumble is going to main event it. Oh, the pre-show. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time. No, 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 no. The the whole show. <laughs> oh, the whole show. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's the first ever history-making battle royal. I said women's royal rumble. It'll just get the the women's royal rumble. <laughs> they'll just replay it, and it will main event every pay per view this year. Um, I can see this triple threat being on the pre-show,
1: which yeah. seems weird because Randy Orton's in it, but stacked roster.
2: It's a stacked roster, man, and it's a stacked card. Um. Yeah, so next week, this set-up, Jinder and Sunil versus Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. That is
1: mismatched. Man, those babyfaces really have an advantage yeah, there. Such yeah. an advantage. Um, Which also means that one of those, is, uh, well, I, I mean, one of that other team of Sunil and Jinder, one of them is going to get backdropped onto a table, and I'm going to put money down that it isn't yes, Jinder. it's
2: Randy's favourite thing to do. So, we're, unfortunately, we're going, to, we're going to end this very good SmackDown episode <laughs> yeah. on Becky and Naomi beating the riot squad.
1: Yep, man, the riot squad suck, don't they? Like yeah. just like
2: just complete to be ineffectual.
1: Becky continues to be underappreciated and underutilized, as does Naomi. I don't, I'm not even sure Naomi tagged in at any point. She probably she made the did save
2: at the end. Yeah, she did a. She got a thing. big pop for the bum bump. I've called yeah, it the, the bum <laughs> bump. Is it called like the rear view? The rear view, yeah. Because there was a
1: period mm. in time where the commentators almost seemed to be trained to say she calls it the rear view. So there was a lot of people joking that that's what the finisher was called. <laughs> is that it's the she calls it the rear view, and um, yeah, it was just it wasn't completely nothing much. Yeah. But it was it's filler stuff because you had the promo with uh, Jinder, Randy, and Bobby. Uh, so you can't then go into the promo with Daniel Bryan as well. So you need a bit of a filler match in there to kind of
2: otherwise you do have two promo segments. Can't can't you just have good stuff all the time? Um, Remember we've we've had this discussion where you don't need filler stuff. No, no, no or I'm not bathroom
1: saying- breaks. I mean you could have put a good match on. Yes. But yeah, yeah. You, but you know, you needed to have a match in there and you get two and a half minutes. Mm. You know. I didn't even think they got two and a half minutes. Yeah, it was I think they got like ninety so quick it was over. Probably got like ninety seconds or something yeah. ridiculous like that. But Becky won. You know, and that's what it was. Haha, ha, it's a RAW review looking jacked, man.
2: Now we've already covered the main event of Raw on uh we did a bonus episode on the Ultimate Deletion match yesterday. And uh Yeah, that means we're gonna be in the weird position of ending on a video package. Yeah. It's I just be a- looked, what was the previous thing before that? I was trying to remember what the previous
1: thing was before it as mm. well. I suppose we could talk about what the audience got to see, because we did get to see one of we those bits. a little bit. So we could talk a little bit about that, but... You um, mean... <laughs>
2: For podcast listeners, we, we're just doing slow-mo uh, arm blocks. Yeah, doing the uh, mm. quite lame-looking uh, arm blocks. Yeah,
1: uh. we'll, we'll, we'll come on
2: to that. So the show kicked off, as it often does these days, with Kurt Angle coming out. And what are you doing? doing, the, doing yes. He's
1: doing his you suck things. He comes oh, out with the microphone. He does do the weird point. Like, he's like a bit limp-wristed.
2: Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. <laughs> I will never be able to unsee that now. just comes out doing you suck. It's very cute. So uh, this is another thing me and you disagree on because we've already talked about this segment. So Roman... Uh, Kurt Angle comes out and he says, I've got some bad news. Roman Reigns is still suspended. Crowd yeah! cheer. erupting cheers. And, and then... Uh, but then there he is walking through the crowd, and he get he hops over the barricade and he gets into the ring, and it got a bit of a pop. And this is where we're gonna. Well, this is where we're gonna disagree, disagree because
1: I thought this was a very like as a bizarre crowd <laughs> because Pavlovian response, perhaps that Roman Reigns isn't here tonight. Hooray! then he came out and jumped into the ring, and the crowd popped when they saw him. It was like, oh my god, Roman is here. And they, there was, he got a babyface cheer when he came out. Then he said his very short badass lines. Each one of those got a babyface pop. Then Brock Lesnar. And then when the authorities came out, he was booed getting arrested. And then he was cheered when he was attacking people was attacking the authority figures and then Brock came out when Brock was beating him down the crowd were booing Brock for beating down Roman now I will admit, and I will say there was a small pocket of the crowd that were chanting you deserve it but it's not like that chant caught fire and didn't erupt the entire arena it was just a very small pocket of the crowd and so it was really weird because everyone was cheered that he wasn't there but then popped for him and cheered him like a babyface during all of the things so that is something we disagreed on. I believe
2: you said the Resting Observer Radio disagreed. Yeah, they, they, they also they weirdly said, came down on the same line. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, which is bizarre. And mm. but it's you know maybe it's the the feeds that we we saw these things through. But it did for me sound like that the crowd were into Roman Reigns. Now that said, I don't think it was a great angle. I just, I, want, to, just yeah. want to say that now. Oh really? It was, I, I, it thought was, it, I thought it was fine. There were there were good bits.
2: Yeah. So it was like we I was both say, heard. Like,
1: uh, I, I thought Ultimate Deletion was the best thing on the show. Like I, all I know, but maybe people make it sound like I thought it was Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, mm. Halloween Havoc, but yeah, I thought it was the best thing on the show.
2: Yes. This was fine as well. So we both heard the same crowd reactions because I'm not they, they like I said, Roman did get a pop when he came out. He got a pop when he uh, started to beat up the the the, the U.S. Marshals. They booed. <laughs> I thought it was U.S. Marshals. That made me chuckle. But it was never like it was never a deafening, unanimous thing. It was just like what you would expect from any angle that wwe are doing because like there's the crowd are going to react to what you're showing them but it's like they're not super invested in it i didn't think these were like even close to being they're not even like maybe it was like 20 percent of the crowd going yay because they're seeing a stereotypical babyface angle
1: I, I don't know i think you take this do this angle a year ago people are going to be cheering him getting arrested and booing him when he's beating up the u.s marshals and cheering brock beating him up mm. like if you did this angle this time last year that's the reaction you would have gotten and now they've just quelled any Well, no, reaction, i think but i think, so that, people, less I think that people way. are reacting and i i you know i said yesterday to a couple of people they got some of the loudest reactions of the night so when people tell me that like this angle isn't getting over like i I just disagree because it is getting over because it's getting massive reactions from people. They're getting massive reactions. They're, they're reacting. This is the main event of WrestleMania.
2: They're reacting and it's more to this.
1: They're reacting more to this than they are some of the other stuff. They're reacting more to this than they are, say, the That's Miz. and the
2: excitement and... of the rest of the card, though.
1: All right, right, cool. But they're still getting some of the loudest reactions of the show, right? Uh, I would disagree.
2: No, I well, I I would very much. I did, disagree. Uh, John Cena got the biggest reactions. Yeah, but he's eventually. John Cena. Of course, he's going to get the biggest reaction. Well, this is but you know this is Brock Lesnar, <laughs> and Roman Reigns, the top guy. You you getting everyone behind. So
1: I I think they got among the loudest reactions of the evening. Mm. And I thought that I think that WWE have done the best that they can to try and get the crowd behind Roman. It's never going to work because the crowd are just not going to buy into Roman. And that you know, that that's just the state of it. But at least he is get, still getting reactions, whether positive or negative. He is still getting those reactions. He is still over with the crowd, just not the way he. I mean, he's not over the way Daniel Bryan is over as a babyface, or the way that AJ Styles is, or the way that Braun is over as a babyface.
2: Do you think Bryan will get added to the <laughs> uh, to the main event? Come on!
1: Well, no, because then we'll just have to do this
2: all over again next year, or in three years' time. Uh, so. Kurt said, you know, Brock isn't here. Reigns was like, well, I'm going to stay here until he is. Gets out of chair. That's when Kurt sends out the US Marshals. These, you know, upstanding men doing their job. They put him in handcuffs and... I did, he just touches Roman's arm A little bit too much Yeah but he's
1: cool man Like Have you ever like I mean uh, This made me a bit sentimental, of Like have you ever Tried to like Start on a security guard mm. That's what Roman Was just I was like Don't touch me mate Yeah I got thrown out Of a um, uh, a gig once uh, For doing that Because I was a bit Drunk and a bit cocky mm. And I was I Crowd surfed over And the guy grabbed me And I went "Oh, Thanks mate He was like Don't touch me. Oh like a like a sarcastic thanks mate. no not like thanks oh. me no, I was genuine I was like thank you but I <laughs> and then he said <laughs> so you need to look at me for this so because I was like oh thanks mate and he was like don't touch me yeah so I just did this <laughs> just rubbed my hand on his face. Oh my god, he must have been drunk.
2: I was so drunk at that point. I didn't
1: have a t-shirt on. Yeah, oh. He just he grabbed me by my arm and just threw me out. Yeah, I wouldn't would advise street. against that. As oh, much as I was
2: advise shouting at people uh, was, out the window. Yeah,
1: I was uh, I was a different person back then. That was when I used to regularly get into uh, fights in pubs for no reason whatsoever. What
2: the hell? You're one of the nicest guys I know. What yeah, happened? I know. I, well, I was
1: a dickhead back then. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pe- back pe- then. Pe- people don't like me now, they should
2: have met me ten years ago. So anyway. The these, these marshals uh, arrest Roman, and but th- this was a similar angle, I thought, to the Braun Strowman stuff. It's w- like this whole segment felt like a pale imitation of a Braun Strowman thing uh, because there was... Oh, when was it? It was when Braun had that rampage. It was the those trucks are $12 million episode. <laughs> yeah. And they escorted Braun out of the arena, and they said, you know, it was like, don't touch me, and then the guy kept on touching <laughs> him. And I, I believe that one, but this one I was like... Mate, Reigns, you're being a bit of a dickhead. It was,
1: um yeah. I mean, you say it's a pale imitation of Braun. I have read it more as a pale imitation of uh, oh. of Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah this was definitely right, yeah. them. Like, we're going to try and make you the next Steve Austin, and um, mm. that's that's never going to work. Like, yeah. because Roman ain't no, he ain't no John Cena, and he ain't
2: no uh, Steve Austin either. No, no man. So uh, they they have him handcuffed though, and he beats them all up. With the handcuffs on. There was a brutal moment. Where one of the guys was down. Unprotected. And Reigns is just like hammering down. His handcuffed fists on him. Like that's a bit. He's meant to be the baby feet. I yeah. don't know. He's not really a badass either. He's just been a, a knobhead. And then. But you know. This this was a, an ingenious moment. I thought. Brock Lesnar's music hits. You kind of wasn't expecting it. The crowd went crazy. Brock Lesnar runs down. And Reigns had this brilliant moment. You know, and for an over baby face, this would have been terrific. But he had. He looks down at his hands and they're handcuffed. He sees Brock Lesnar coming and he has this, like, oh crap I'm in realization. Trouble. Yeah. And it was really well executed by everyone. Lesnar just destroys him. And those, like. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, obviously not a wrestler, but I imagine taking bumps and stuff... Taking that F5 with those handcuffs yeah. on must have
1: absolutely... Like when they actually took the handcuffs off, you could see that he was really badly bruised mm. on, on his wrist. Yeah. Um, what, I, do you know what I really liked about this, though, so, and it's, it's just the little touches that he does. Paul Heyman just standing at ringside holding the title belt yes. above him, like he used to do for Punk. I'd, I just love that. What a great like, advocate, yeah. just being like, by the way, this guy's the champion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so the criticism this has had even from the people who liked the segment is that initially Lesnar got uh, the right reaction, the crowd were booing him for beating up a handcuffed Reigns It's it's a dick move to do but then Brock walked away and he came back and he beat up Reigns again and again and then one more time, so a fourth time when he pushed over Reigns on the stretcher and it's like, well by the third and fourth time the crowd were like one more time, and that's when the "You Deserve It" chance came out. Yeah, and they exactly. Were, they were cheering Lesnar by that point.
1: It's it's the Braun Strowman thing, isn't it? Mm. You kind of like you in you train your audience to be like, well, if someone's walking yeah. away, you want to see them go back and do it again because that's something you can join in with, I suppose, is, is is one way to look at it. But yeah, and I mean, my question when I was watching this, I was like, "Where's Seth?" Yeah, where's Seth Rollins, mate? Like he's meant to be your brother in arms. Like why isn't he co- Why isn't anyone coming out to help you? I mean, I had the same thing with the Daniel Bryan. I, thing I was of, gonna say yeah. Like why? It's definitely had this thing where it's like if someone's doing this this vicious beatdowns, no one is allowed
2: to go out and help. Just feel it feels very like just feels a bit fake then. And it's weird because the angle would be so much better in in Bryan's example because Roman's a you know like he's a big dog, <laughs> asshole. But Brian, you know, all these people were saying how happy they are to see him back, and there he is getting beaten up. And it would make Owens and Zayn just like look like the worst people if everyone came... Like Imagine Baron Corbin out and out heel. Imagine if he stood up to them and was like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you're like... Oh man, they they really are dicks I hope we get that next week I really hope we get that Those I, sort of backstage stuff do you, you of, remember, do you remember the angle in the Attitude Era When uh, the New Age Outlaws pushed Terry Funk and yeah. Nick Foley off the stage And everyone came out And they were kind of like Oh man, we Yeah, this we was too, too far, far. And it, it went like two segments Yeah Ad break, come back Everyone's still confused over what to do that 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 stuff's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I, I hope we get that next week because like it's it always seems very weird when you don't do that sort of thing when you do these vicious speed downs and literally no one mm. comes out to uh, to to help them. But yeah, but it, it, I I thought this was a a fine opening. Um, I didn't think it was a particularly killer angle. I don't think it's been. A, it wasn't as good as the stuff where Brock wasn't there and Roman was just like, why ain't he here? Like, because I thought Brock, I thought Roman was better in those scenarios here because mm. he. I mean, as much as I'm a, a a a fan, quote unquote, of of Roman Reigns, he really sucks as a babyface in peril. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's
2: just not a babyface in peril. He's a yeah, he's he's a very very good wrestler, in ring wrestler. I he's got the completely wrong character. Yeah. and he's not very good at promos. Yeah. So uh, the and and the other thing was it cuts to the. <laughs> you just said exactly what written what exactly
1: what I said earlier. Yeah, Reigns hasn't seen it. He's not Austin either. Yeah.
2: Uh, and the... It was in my Raw review, you see. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes, so it was my line. I should watch those. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it cuts to the commentary desk, and they're, they're all doing their, like, oh, my God, something bad's just happened voice. Hushed tones. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry you had to see this. Michael Cole hamming it up. And I'm like... Braun did worse. Braun yeah. did worse, like, literally a month ago. and flipped him over this. in an ambulance. Yeah. So it was... It's hard to to get invested in that in this brutal beatdown when it's not it's dem- demonstrably not as brutal as stuff we've only seen a couple of weeks ago. It's
1: funny as well because one of the lines that WWE liked to do in this sort of hyperbolic state. It's just like that's one of the most brutal beatdowns we've ever seen mm. in Raw. It's one of the mo- that's one of the most vicious attacks I've ever seen on Monday Night Raw. Trying to really like put over this idea that it's so vicious. And then when they did the Mark Henry video package later on, they kept saying he's like he's one of the most dominant men we've ever mm. seen. And I'm like, yeah, you- if you keep saying that about everyone, no one's a dominant force. Well,
2: say, and it, it destroys the credibility. Yeah, because Michael Cole's sitting there saying this is this is absolutely awful and devastating. And everyone can see that it's not. So it's like, well, you're the main play. You're the voice of WWE. You're the play-by-play announcer. You're the person I'm meant to trust, like we used to with Jim Ross, when he says, you better tune into the pay-per-view this weekend because that's where big stuff's going to happen. Pay your money, $9.99 for the the network. And if that voice lacks credibility, then... you can't you can't buy into that. That's that's a real big problem with Michael Cole. And I quote, I apologize for what you're about to see. Mm.
1: Um it's funny, I was just listening to Jericho's um interview with Taz. He did a Taz I'm a bit of a Jericho binge. You asked because I had like six episodes that yeah. I needed to get through. I was listening to his um D C versus
2: Marvel uh, Mega War, which is quite an interesting one. I've heard yeah uh, my friend listened to that and he was like it became it becomes painfully obvious in a couple of minutes that he, he has a very rudimentary knowledge of DC or Marvel. Uh,
1: Jericho. Yeah. I think Jericho He comes off better than that, mm. like, as he grew up reading DC comics, but at least that, that's his own volition. There are a couple of times where he's like, they sort of talk about, like, movies and stuff or comic books, and he's like, oh, really? It's like, mate, I think that's mm. pretty much common knowledge now. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, the, uh, the you know, DC did the movies in the 70s. It's like, oh, which one was that? Hmm. Probably the Superman movie, yes. the quite popular one yeah. that was in the seventies, mate. Um, but he was interviewed with Taz. Taz had this really interesting point when he was talking about color commentary. And he said that one of the lessons he learned from Vince was that you are the last voice people hear before they buy a show. Hmm. Because for pay per views, it's always the, the, the announcers that are closing off Raw, and you've got a that's the last voice you're going to hear before you decide to buy the pay per view. And I don't think that really comes across with Michael Cole. He's very much just, he's just a voice. Mm. But he is not he is the final voice you hear, but it's not the final voice that makes you want to do anything. No. Maybe punch the TV screen.
2: Yeah. Alexa Bliss and Naya Jax had a video package next recapping what happened the previous week where Alexa finally revealed that she's been using Jax all this time. And this uh this transitioned into Asker versus Alexa Bliss. And Asuka beating Alexa Bliss and Mickey James being so full on heel, <laughs> she's even got this big buffon. 80s hairdo quiff thing going on Heel hair now Heel as well. hair and uh, just a fantastic top, I thought. Oh, Oliver Davis. I thought she had a great <laughs> top on. Hey, if I can perv over Seth Rollins, why is it then not okay for me to say Mickey James had a nice <laughs> top on? It was a nice top. It was an aesthetically pleasing <laughs> top. Uh, so, yeah, the, um, Bliss worked the crowd here for a bit in the pre-match promo saying, I... And she almost started to apologise for Nia, to Nia Jax, but then she went, because I should have done it sooner. That's my, my yeah. favourite heel type promo. It's like, I apologise for not doing it sooner!
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And this, your hometown sucks <laughs> as well. Your Blah. baseball team isn't very good. Yeah. It was good. pure heel stuff. It wasn't <laughs> as good as her um, ex- uh, Elimination Chamber one, when we all bought into her doing a babyface turn. Yes, that was really <laughs> good.
2: Owen's Owens had the best cheap heat moment of the week. I thought in his <laughs> yeah. promo, it is true. Everyone is dumb in Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't nice just theme. said it so nonchalantly. Yeah, they're great. Uh, so this this match was, what?
1: yeah, it was. It wasn't, as good, it
2: wasn't as good as when they had it a couple of weeks ago. Mm.
1: Was it a couple of weeks ago? I can't remember.
2: I can't remember. It was like a little
1: while ago, but it wasn't as good as when they did it then.
2: But it wasn't really about the match. It was about the post match angle. Mm. Uh, Alexa walks out. That's though so she lost by DQ. And then Nia count out. Yeah, sorry, by count out. And then Nia runs down, bulldozes Mickey James and chases Bliss around the ring and then through the crowd and that's the last we see of them.
1: There was a great moment on commentary during this match that really made me laugh when um <laughs> Corey Graves said that uh, Alexa Bliss is the Regina George of WWE. And uh, Jonathan Coachman just going like, oh, that's an awful, re- that's, an au- that's a reference no one understands. Mm. And Corey Gray goes, that's actually a great pop culture reference. I don't get it. Regina George was um, Mean Girls.
2: Oh, she was, the, she was right. the head Mean Girl. Oh, okay. I don't know her by name. No. And that's good. That is. You need yeah. to go to the bitch-alongs and, uh, at the Prince Charles. I've been to a bitch-along. Have you? Re- uh, great, yeah, I took they? my lady partner and all her lady friends. <laughs> at, oh, I remember surprise, you doing this, yeah. a surprise birthday Uh, thing last year and yeah got super into it great fun stop trying to make fetch happen (laughs) she doesn't even go here it's a great favourite line of the film great movie two two
1: for you Glen Coco good for you Glen Coco what's
2: what's the uh, could you be any more gay thing as well that's my favourite line to the best friend yeah yeah I can't remember how it goes though so uh, uh, after that Kurt. Alexa goes up to Kurt and says, you know, you should punish Naya. You should suspend her, too, like you did to Reigns. And Kurt says, nah, because I heard what you said last week. My daughter's heard. What I don't know how many illegitimate ones he's <laughs> adding to this. Uh, what you said last week. How do we week. know that Alexa isn't one of them? <laughs> yeah. Imagine the swerve. But Kurt is actually the father of all the WWE roster, bar one. Yeah. And it, like, that, that one it's is Chad Gable. Chad Gable, yes. Uh,. So Kurt books Bliss versus Jax for WrestleMania. Yes. Um, next up we had Braun Strowman versus Cesaro. Braun had a pre-match promo where he says he doesn't need a tag partner to beat the bar, but he will be getting one, it seems. Yes. So I think Elias, right?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think that's what everyone's pointing to. It's, mm. it's probably Elias. I, and a lot of people have suggested this on Twitter. I really think it should be James Ellsworth. Yeah. I think yeah. Ellsworth would be such a great... Because he doesn't need him. And, like, he can throw him yes. around as well. It'd
2: be really, it'd be a really fun match. I just, if it, I, I want it to be that as well. I, my, my gut says it's going to be Elias, though, uh, because it's the inferior option. <laughs> and, but I just don't know how you make that work. I mean, I guess you, just ter- announces it. you turn Elias' face somehow. Yeah, Kurt's like, well, here's, you haven't found one here. Here's, yeah. I've found Elias for you. Um, they could do the, um, uh, the,
1: the angle they did with, I mean it's a bit because you should have started this this week really, mm. but the angle they did with, what's the last name, Lars Sullivan in NXT, I think he had this sort of gimmick for a while where he had a different tag team partner each week because it was someone who was trying to tame okay, the monster, yeah, yeah. but none of them ever worked because he was just beating them up as well. Mm. Um, you could have done that with Braun Saying like Okay Braun we're going to try you out With this tag team partner this mm. week Just against Rhino and Heath Slater And Braun beats up Rhino and Heath Slater But then also beats up his tag team partner yes. That could have been quite fun That
2: would have been really good But like you said that's You need to start that about two months ago Don't you? Yeah Rather than three months out uh, Three so, weeks out Three weeks out yeah um, Cesaro and Sheamus had a wonderfully delivered line Where they're talking about how You know Braun Strowman You're big and strong and everything but you won't have any connection with your tag team partner. We we eat together, we ride together, we sleep together. And then the whole crowd were like, <laughs> And I love that sort of... It was very when, British. Yeah, when the heels don't know what they've said, and then they get angry at everyone else. Being, oh no, th- screw you for thinking yeah. that. I thought that was a very well-worked joke, and brilliantly delivered by Cesaro. Uh, and I thought Cesaro had... A very good match with Braun for the time they were given. Yeah, they they had a nice moment where Cesaro and Sheamus both got up on the ring apron, and then they both motioned to go in, but Sheamus bailed. Yeah, and said, "I've got a bad leg or sort of <laughs> bad neck or something." And Cesaro was like, "Dude, d- <laughs> we're, meant to, to we're meant to be friends." Yeah, Uh but yeah, I, I I enjoyed this match.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this as well. That's but yeah, Cesaro is. Oh, he's so good. Mm. He's an incredible talent, man. And Braun's really good in his role as well. Yeah, I enjoy
2: this. I and you said this to me yesterday. They could have a really great pay-per-view match. It's 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 hard to have a match against Strowman, I think, because he is kind of like Superman. And how do you make a match against Superman interesting? Kryptonite Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but because he's all so powerful and indestructible. But Cesaro, actually, even though he's nowhere near as big as Strowman. I just I bought it. I bought it as a match. I bought that Cesaro could outwit or maybe even outstrength Braun at some yeah. at some points. So and yeah, it's like this could be a good pay per view match uh, for the Universal title. Maybe probably at Royal
1: Rumble <laughs> next year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, well uh, then then we'll have to stop Roman's year long reign, I
2: guess. Then we'd have uh, then we had some Ultimate Deletion preview stuff. Then the revival. Beating Titus Worldwide In a blink and you'll miss it match I was going to say I've only written one note Which is Revival Win I don't even I was Shatter Machine ah, I'm guessing but, Yes it yeah. was on Apollo Crews But there was an announcement afterwards That they're going to be in the Battle Royal mm, And this was the first time The Andre the Giant So the Men's Battle Royal Has been referenced So Yeah Oh yeah a couple of the guys This kind around, of like the announcements.
1: Yeah they also announced Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger mm. uh, For it on Smackdown as well And
2: um, Becky Naomi And the Riot Squad For the Women's Battle Royal Sure Uh the Revival said they'll be the first ever tag team To win the, the Battle Royals So I thought, well, you're heels So either that means you're not winning Or you're going to do a breakup angle? Oh, I don't think I'll do it mean, oh, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that with such certainty Because
1: this is WWE after mm. all
2: But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see But, they're, they're, I mean, that could be if they do win it And they, they put them over as a dominant tag team I don't, you know ship feels like it's sailed, though
1: On the Revival? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean... Inj- injury prone big air quotes j- they just gave up on them
2: they just need a good superstar shake up behind them i'll oh, put them on smackdown yeah. man where there's actually a credible tag team division that'd be that but, but then like they'd just draft all the the lowly tag teams or the ones that they've done nothing just with. just those ones yeah. i actually want to i want, I want Club over there as mm-hmm. well but yeah just th- those two will be fine uh then we had a great mark henry hall of fame induction uh, sort of Announcement package so, I know they, they Put it put him over A bit too much as I've a, seen
1: a lot of people Really down on Mark Henry going in Really? Yeah I've seen quite a few People being like Oh what's he done? Like what is like? <laughs> well a lot of people Are upset that he's in And The Undertaker isn't Like okay. it's, it's that sort of um, Sort of mentality about it But like Oh man I mean I'm I, I've had a, such a rollercoaster um, time with Mark Henry because, like, when I was watching, like, when I was first getting into wrestling, it was sexual chocolate and it was just like, ah, this is a silly comedy thing. It's giving birth to a hand. It's all this sort of nonsense, and then throughout, like, the the two thousands the sort of mid 2000s it was like oh he's just a pointless tag team with mvp mm. and then there was that uh the during the nexus angle when he was slowly jogging and nexus managed to outrun him like he was chasing after them and they managed to overtake mm-hmm. him and still get out um but then hall of pain man hall of pain and all of a sudden he became my what he became my favorite wrestler in the world and it Eat took them 15 years but they finally got yeah. it and I all, all I wanted to see was Mark Henry every <clears> single week <throat> mm. and he was having the best pay-per-view matches I loved his feud with the Big Show you and I talked about it on Money in the Bank 2011 yes. Patreon podcast and I I just fell in love with Mark Henry and ever since then I've just been like man what a guy yeah. and, and I look back now and the stuff where I was like oh, I wasn't really that into him it's just like it, you know, it was never really him. It was just the the way he was booked. I was just assumed he sucked because that's what WWE kept telling me. Oh, by the way, we signed this guy to a twenty year deal, and he sucks, and we don't like mm-hmm. him. It's it's crazy
2: that it was such a good promo. Yeah, and they never they never used it up until then, uh, and that like. The John Cena retirement speech is one of my all time favorite. I, he, better be on wearing, he better be wearing that salmon suit I when know, he gets inducted. Yeah. And then like it's a swerve. <laughs> I still was he what he saying like you think this is how I'm gonna go out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good. Awesome. And just like all the people he's helped. You hear you hear that the stories. You know, he's the guy that got Braun Strowman into wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that went out and you know I was gonna say Apollo Cruz, but Rich Swan as well. Uh, yeah, that a lot of people. I feel very indebted to Mark Henry for his backstage work as well, and by all accounts, he wants to move into a more charitable endeavor where he kind of acts as a, an ambassador for WWE and he can help inner-city projects. So what? An, and like, he was legitimately one of the strongest men in the world at one point. He, uh, he, he left while he was wrestling. He, he then left, like in in the early 2000s, only trained for four months for the World's Strongest Man competition. And won it against everyone who was doing it full-time. Yeah. He was freakily strong. Just, uh, or, yeah, what a guy. What a guy. Love Mark Henry.
1: Lance Storm, the old curmudgeon that he is, mm. uh, put up a great tweet yesterday that said that uh, Mark Henry wants offered to fly out to Calgary and
2: open the door when my, my daughters were first bringing boys home. Yeah. Like, what a great what a great guy. Great guy all round. So then we had Absolution versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. hmm I thought this was the worst thing on the show. I mean, their, their, well, little, yeah. their little pre-match uh, promo yeah, It wasn't great yeah. It was very wooden It was, it was terrible dialogue and it was badly delivered.
1: It's so weird because you can actually see this in both of these teams. Mm. And one of these I only learnt yesterday. But Bailey and Banks are legitimately best friends. Like Naya and Alexa in IRL are best friends. These two are... But like you feel that Naya and Alexa are best friends. When they were doing their best friend stuff, you could feel like, oh, this is genuine. Mm. When Naya was getting upset, you could tell like, oh, this is genuine because she's drawing on all the emotions of, of Alexa being her best friend in IRL. Bailey and Banks are genuinely best friends, but they don't come across, they don't Mm. feel like best friends on TV. And then we were watching that Empowered documentary they've got on the network, and it turns out that Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose are also best friends, and apparently are inseparable. And I I turned to you, I paused the documentary, I was like, you can't tell that by watching them on TV, because they couldn't feel any more separate or apart from each other. This is four people, and they're two sets of best friends, and none of
2: them feel like they know each other. I just I, I always blame it on the booking and the because uh, Nia Jax and Bliss had had some woeful segments earlier in the year based on their friendship and I it's down to the material they're giving yeah storyline wise it didn't work yeah performance wise so I always thought it was fine uh, no I, oh god go back and watch those. no they were real they really bad they were really bad have, really have, have, have really I, I, I nostalgic yeah, Has maybe. WWE made me think that they're good probably the, <laughs> yeah, the Alexa Nia, Nia Jax stuff was was terrible it was enzo who was the saving grace of all those oh bits. yes it was all those enzo segments made them, yeah good them good yeah uh, i did any, forget about those so wonder wonder woman <laughs> so sasha banks had a wonder woman gear she on. had a royal rumble gear i was like this isn't a pay-per-view <laughs> what's, what's going on i thought that was a bit jarring uh but the uh yeah they got the what treatment as well i just <sighs> uh, bailey explained her side saying you know like i know it's every woman out for herself but I can't get elimination chamber out of my head, and the look in your face when you push me off that uh, that chamber, ugh, I think it's terrible. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they lost. They lost. Did they? Oh yeah, they did. Did they?
1: Um, Sonya pushes Bailey, Bailey into push- Banks. Yes.
2: yes, big kick, absolution win. Yeah, sorry, I had to go through my notes. So to a little note. bit of a dissension there again. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for that battle royal. Yeah. John Cena next up. Isn't he it, comes out. Isn't
1: it funny that I just assumed Absolution didn't win mm. because they're
2: not very good. Well, they're not yeah. pushed as being very good. I shouldn't say they're not very good. They're just pushed as not being very good. John Cena next to talk about The Undertaker. And it's a Again, it's like... This happened a lot this week. The performances were so good that I I kind of forgave the content being a bit weird. So... Cena comes out and he talks about how much of a legend Taker is. There's a guy dressed in the crowd as Taker and Cena points that out and everyone's chanting. The guy sort of ran to the front of the barricade. Mm. Probably, oh, maybe I can... No, no. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Dunn wasn't ready for him. Yeah. And, uh, but then he, then he goes like, but Taker hasn't replied to me. Yeah. Like, how dare he? And he goes on about how Taker's letting everyone down, how he's a coward. And I'm, it's so well delivered. I'm like, yeah, screw you, Taker. But then, if you take a second to think about it, you're like, no, no, screw you, John. Poor old Taker has given so much to the business. The guy's given a hip as of last year to the business, and you're you're, you're saying all this stuff to make him come out.
1: But uh, yeah, I did. Good. I did like his um, do something section where he mm. was like, throw some lightning hit some music, do something like and it, and he even got the crowd to chant do something. Pretty vague. Yeah. It yeah. was it was I, I thought it was it was quite nice that it was a great promo from John. He starts mm-hmm. calling Taker a coward. Um and then like seen as like literally pleading with Taker to do something.
2: But we didn't get the Undertaker did we? No, mm. we got Kane which I do not mind in the slightest. This is much better usage of yeah. Kane, yeah. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't it have been really nice if Kane faded away after TLC? And then this is the first time we're seeing him after them. Yeah, that would be really cool. But I think everyone's a bit like over Kane because he's been inserted in all these high level feuds. But th- this works so well thematically, and it it draws out the Undertaker returning for for just that little bit longer. I, I, now I want them want him saved for go home for
1: the go home. show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it was kind because of, like he chokeslam Cena, uh, and they got one of the commentators then said. Was that Kane saying yes, or <laughs> or was it Kane stepping up? And I suddenly wrote, "Oh no, we're not getting Cena versus Kane at Mania, we are we?" The
2: same thing, yeah. God, um, that would be disappointing. Yeah, did you, did you read that? Because that no. is literally what. God, that would <laughs> be disappointing. Are we synced no, up in, in note taking. No, yeah. it's about time we did. <laughs> yeah, as uh, so, Cena versus Kane has been announced for next week's Raw. It's going to be a corker, I'm sure. Yeah. but it, it's a nice way to to further the Taker storyline without Taker being there. Yeah. Then we had Balor Club beating the Miz to Uh Miz cut a promo beforehand. How he's angry about being the long he's soon to be the longest running Intercontinental Champion, but he's not even on the WrestleMania magazine. And every time Miz said a point like that. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel would go, no respect, yeah. which was a nice gimmick. Uh, and then he also called Seth Rollins and Finn Balor Tyler Black and Prince Nevitt. I was going to say, he did say Prince Nevitt, didn't he? Which is a mistake. He was Prince, Prince Devitt. Devitt. Yes. And it
1: was funny because I think then Cole was going to say he was going to follow that up with when Balor came out. Hmm. He literally was like, and here is Prince. And it was almost like he didn't know whether it was Nevit or Devit. So just yeah. stopped. Just mumble.
2: Here is Prince Nevit. It. It's the It Prince. The world famous It, it Prince. prince. Think, famous think, think the famous by the I was going to say, I think you're fine. They're actually the world famous Yep Kicks. Anyway. Um, the crowd didn't know who they were. Of course, those uh, Tyler Black and Prince Devit, uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins is out-former pre-WWE names. Yeah, But the crowd will kind of dead for it, Yeah, makes sense. Didn't really They'd pop for that. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I liked it. I thought it was a good line.
1: And, um, yeah, then Kel Anderson interrupted and I was like, oh, no, it's actually the Ballot Club. And just as amazing, because we were literally having the conversation last mm. week, are Ballot Club still a thing? Yep,
2: turns out they are. They've even
1: got new t-shirts. Yeah, OG BC, O G OG BC, yeah.
2: yeah. So that means original Ballot Club. Yeah. In... Wrong speak, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, fair, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, so they all had a six-man tag. Seth Rollins was on commentary. and that There was a nice moment when the, the Finn Balor made his entrance, and then Seth Rollins' music hit, and it was for him to come out on commentary. I really like what they're doing with them to... Uh, fine match Went a bit long I thought Yeah it's third hour stuff It was Yeah, um, yeah it was. C- crowd went really into it And uh, it, was, it was fine though And Balor rolled up Miz For the win but... Gal- I don't think Gallo's tagged in Oh I didn't know I Wasn't paying attention that much And the Miz to Beat down Balor the, the whole Balor club But in, specifically Balor at the end But they were going to go For a triple powerbomb Of course the Shields Old spot And that's when Rollins Ran down for the save mm-hmm. And he beat up Seth and he had a face off with Balor like huh now who owes who won? <laughs> now who's smiling yes uh, so yeah this, this, that's all very good stuff I, I'm enjoying that feud very much so yeah I I think yeah. I mean it's better than the uh, United States Championship triple threats. yes and uh, then the, the final bit we're going to speak about because of course we watched the ultimate Del- we reviewed the ultimate deletion yesterday god if we reviewed ultimate deletion in this episode as well It'd have been a, a have been mammoth close episode, close to two hours. Yeah, so it was a Ronda Rousey training montage, which was excellent. It was excellent, yes. wasn't it? It was really good.
1: Rousey came off really great. Kurt was really good in it as well. I just thought this this was great. Although, I mean, I suppose she was there because she was advertised mm. to be there. They advertised that she's now going to be on the next three episodes of Raw. She's going to be next week on the the, the Go Home Show in Atlanta, I think. And um, and then, but I was like, oh they just done a video package. Was she not there again? Turns out she was there for the live crowd because the live crowd didn't actually get to see Ultimate Deletion, which was in- interesting, mm. interesting to say the least.
2: Um, well, I, I understand why, because if anything, they've learnt from their mistakes. Putting those... That it's not enjoyable for the live crowd to sit and watch a titan trouble, especially that time. when it's the main event. Yeah,
1: so I, I, it makes sense to 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 put them to put out Braun putting people through tables, mm. and then Ronda Rousey to do an in-ring
2: segment with Dana Brooke. So yeah, it, it does make sense. But I thought this was a really great video package. Mm. Yeah, they they showed her dominating in the UFC and when she was in the Olympics and how she was sad at her last match in the UFC. Didn't mention she lost. Yeah and uh, skip she, over that bit she said some naughty words as well mm. that which they bleeped out and i the, the, the thing i liked the most about it was kurt just sitting by her side and treating it it felt like a legitimate sport yeah. like these two people were actually training to win a match uh, that's coming up but you can tell that triple h is involved in this angle because mm. triple h
1: loves doing these sorts of vignettes where it does feel it feels a bit more ufc like yeah. than than it, than it does anything else well, feel, it feels more ufc than it does wwe um Cut Angle's shorts were very short. Oh, they were short they shorts. They were short shorts. Yes. I mean, I'm a man who only wears three-quarter lengths, but these were short shorts. These were eighth lengths. Yeah. <laughs> um, but shall we talk about the Ronda Rousey-Dana Brooke Yes, let's segment? do it. So,
2: so Yep, yeah, you, you go ahead.
1: So if I remember correctly, Ronda comes out to cut a promo,
2: essentially. She's, you know, glad-handing, high-fiving absolutely everyone the around The whole her. outside area yep, of the ring. loving that. She's, She's got-, got eyeshadow on as well, which is like yellow one half and then pink for the rest and I guess it, it's kind of or maybe it was red kind of like Ronda Rouse's colour Ronda <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper's colours right. red and yellow got that's there, what I was trying to got say got there in the
1: end uh, and then she gets into the ring she goes to cut promo who should interrupt but Dana Brooks' music and Dana Brooke costume change from her tights worldwide I think that they're two separate characters now mm. I think statistician Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke are two separate entities in WWE because the two never cross over there's never really any mention of her being a statistician when she's in this role over here.
2: It's Joseph Park and Abyss <laughs> from TNA. <laughs> they just both got the yes. same name.
1: And and she comes out. Did she cut a promo? Did she say anything?
2: Yeah, she said, you know, you don't deserve to be here. Yada, 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 generic I'm, stuff. I'm a heel despite being a babyface yes. in my other role. And then she threw... A punch at, at at sort of about half speed Less came in mate. like this, and then Rousey, at an even slower speed, stopped it, blocked it, yeah, with this sort of upstretched fist or hand, yeah. And then they looked at each other, and then time stood still. Yeah, and and the crowd were kind of like, huh.
1: <laughs> I think that there was a moment like in the script,
2: crowd pops. Yes, but the crowd didn't pop because it was awful. It was pretty pants. Uh, but they, yeah, they stood there, and then Dana Brooke kind of awkwardly transitioned herself into Ronda's guru, guru throw thing. Yeah. But to her credit, that throw, the one that she did on Stephanie McMahon, looks brutal. Oh man! She, she threw her across the ring. She threw her pretty much into the third yeah, row. It was yeah. incredible. So that was good. But uh, the rest of it, and and Ronda Rousey started to cut a promo. She got about two words in, and it was interrupted by Brooke's music. That was pants. <laughs> like her promo was was no good, even for those two words have, yeah. a, have two words oh man but uh the, the they're they're doing it right, I think they're giving her that live crowd exposure and to, but not to the the larger t v audience they're just keeping the, those training montages and w-
1: I think we sort of had this discussion yesterday, but not fully. It was one of the more watched videos on YouTube, right, yes, yeah, it was yeah. over a million, I think, yeah,
2: and what do they usually average those segments oh like well, it depends who's in it, but you know. Anywhere from between 100,000 to yeah. 500,000, 600,000.
1: Yeah, so that's a good sign at the very least. Yeah. There is some
2: interest in there. It's just it's sometimes it doesn't work. And, of course, there was Ultimate Deletion, which you can check out our video of yesterday. Who do you think won this week? Who do I think won this week? Um, oh, Come on. That's Smackdown. Even- yes.
1: yeah, I was going to say, it's not really even a question, to be honest, is it? Like, as much as I thought, like, I, you know, I got crucified for it yesterday. I thought Ultimate Deletion was fine. It was the best thing on the show, but... I thought everything on Smackdown Was basically brilliant
2: Yeah Uh, The Daniel Bryan comeback story alone And seeing him fire up again Would have beaten The vast majority of everything Yeah pretty much What a great
1: week for Smackdown What a great week for uh, For
2: wrestling For wrestling For wrestling Bryan For for wrestling in general More like specifically targeted to the I mean I don't want to say internet fans mm. because everyone has the internet. It's kind of a redundant phrase now. But fans of our ilk who enjoy well maybe not you enjoy <laughs> Woken Matt Hardy and that crazier side and I, I imagine there's a the Venn diagram is a huge crossover with the Daniel Bryan fans and people who got behind them. So in the same week we got Daniel Bryan returning and Woke a Matt Hardy getting to have a main event segment on Raw and go absolutely mental.
1: In clearly a segment that was just him and yeah. you know him and Matt uh, him and Bray and you know presumably Jeremy Borash just them working together. It wasn't a WWE writers thing. It was it was a Matt Hardy creation, and we mm. got to see it on Monday Night Raw in the main event. It was pretty much designed for YouTube commenters.
2: Mm. Yes, and uh, and that's not where the wrestling fun ends, folks, because this Friday podcast listeners, you'll have to go over to the YouTube channel for this, is one of our new signees, Joe Hendry, the prestigious one, or as I always think of him in my head, local hero, Joe Hendry. He is going to have his musical debut on Wrestle Talk. He's written us a nice song. I'm sure it's going to be very complimentary. Uh, we haven't seen it yet. We've, we've seen a, a brief clip or two. But yes, that's on Friday. Make sure you tune in for that. It is coming there. I've Big fan of Joe Hendry. I'm looking
1: forward to hearing it. Do you want to uh, throw out some iTunes reviews? And then we'll let these fine folk get on the rest of their day and listen to another podcast. I'm going
2: to throw some stuff out. And the podcast they're listening to better also be our podcast from last weekend. No, they can go off and listen to something else. No, I get insanely jealous. (laughs) Coffee for Blood Rights, a consistently great podcast. We're not about the quality. We're about the quantity. Consistency. Support Wrestle Talk. Honestly, one of the best podcasts I listen to. Much better. One of the best. Yes. that's the best way to put it. I like Luke and Ollie. Regular banter, and they do an excellent job explaining and breaking down the different segments of Raw and SmackDown. That even if you miss a show, you can still catch up with this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coffee for Blood. What a what a horrible username. <laughs> We must drink a lot of coffee. And the man they call Chris. His real name is Evan. Mm. Uh, making them tap, he writes. Hey guys, relatively new to the show, but I really enjoy the back and forth as well as the real life conversations about wrestling. As a true hardcore fan of wrestling, as the art, I appreciate you guys having that same point of view of not only WWE, but New Japan and NXT as well. Thank you guys and keep up the good work. Well, cheers, Chris, even that is your real Thank name. Thank the man they call Chris. Uh, yeah, that's all we've got time for today, but... We are recording two episodes tomorrow. Mm. One which will go up on Monday. It's a lot of people's favourite thing we do here. It's Fantasy Booking Warfare. It's back again. Yes. So we are doing. It's a monthly thing. Yes. Um, I think. I don't know if we said it in this
1: episode. I think we, we did didn't because it's in the, yeah. the Patreon bit, but that's not in the podcast. Ah.
2: Why not? Well,
1: they don't want to hear just people saying names and then just hear a Toon! like that's I not that's, they do. that's not audio friendly. That's visual. So that that but that's
2: what the the, the podcast Patriot... What about if you're just a pod swafter?
1: Uh, then let me know and uh, I'll put them back in. But yes. I I just assume that people wouldn't want to hear that bit. So I I always excise that bit from the from the recording, at least the the podcast version. But our topic. is is a new Ministry of Darkness mm. with Alistair Black, one of my current
2: faves. So I am very much looking forward to that. The trash talking has already began in the studio. I came in today and I was like, oh, I've got a few great spots. That's what I'm getting into these days. I like making big spots yeah. and then coming up with a story to satisfy those spots. Well, I was going
1: to say, I've got a, I've got a start. Mm. I've got to find a middle. You've got an end?
2: No. Oh, oh God. So you, that's the worst way to be. <laughs> You can't book forward. You book from the you book from the end backwards. No, but I've got a start that I
1: really want to
2: use, oh. so uh, so I have to go with that. Oh, but then like, what happens if you get to the end and you're like, oh man, the end's rubbish, but I'm so attached to this start, that's that's a bad way to go about things. Mm,
1: well, maybe we'll see. I'm
2: just, yeah. Well, it'll, it'll all transpire
1: on Monday. Yes, yeah, so and we'll we'll see how it all goes. But until then, I love you. Bye.